0: This is Anime DGen's Weekly Rundown 15. Let's go! Welcome back, guys. Uh, It's your normal anime Dgens here uh, with your weekly rundown. Today, we're going to be going over Mashal, Episode 6, My Home Hero, Episode 7, Hell's Paradise, Episode 7, Insomniacs After School, Episode 6, Demon Slayer, Episode 6 of Season 3, and we won't be including one piece on this one as they're doing a recap,
1: and we don't do that here. no,
0: No, sir, no, sir.
1: (laughs) I watched like the first five minutes of the recap episode, and then I got really annoyed by the chopper and Sanji, like <laughs> <laughs> narrating. I was like, not like, farther
0: oh. than me. I didn't even think about turning that motherfucker. Like, I'm not though, doing like, this."
2: What, what odds was it? Was it just a recap of Zoro and uh,
1: King? Basically, Zoro and King from like the minute he came out of the uh, his giant cactus looking bandage monster thing.
0: <laughs> okay, not for me.
1: Not for yeah. me.
0: Okay. I didn't I mean, but, watch it, So you know, we we know what to expect. The seasons last, you know, four. I mean, not the seasons, but the uh, the fights last four months. You usually can remember all of it anyway. So I just didn't watch it. Didn't bother.
1: Well, you guys want to get right into Mashal? Oh, yeah. Let's rock. All right, so Mashal episode six, six, named Mash in the Magic of Iron. During his mm-hmm. con- conflict with Silva, Dot realized he's been fooled. Duh. So MASH has to step in <laughs> and teach the duo from Langdorm a lesson about attacking his friends and ruining cream puffs. Well, guys, it started off right where we picked up with the episode beforehand, and it just shows MASH with cream puff on his face. For and, sure, for sure. Which is hilarious, because, you know, there's only two things that are going to piss him off in the world. Cream puffs, and they're just being a door that doesn't open.
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to turn up off a of rip. For him messing up his cream puff. But we come back to this episode and like. It's still Silva making that deal with Dot. I was very very surprised with that. You know.
1: Yeah definitely. I think seeing Dot um, do what he did. Really makes me like him more as a character. Um, his main character syndrome. Can get a little, a little annoying it seems like. But man's got heart dude. Like, hey
0: he was really him this episode. For real man.
1: Man had fucking heart man. And watching him tank. Those 10 shots was absolutely brutal. See, dude,
0: I didn't really think he was going to make it through them. You know what I'm saying? Like he was hitting him with, I mean that iron ore. it looked like, uh, and like the first one even made his like mouth bleed and he went flying. I was like, there's no way I thought Marshall was going to step in and, and save our mans. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah. Homie needs recovery girl ASAP because every rib in (laughs) his body is broken. His chest cavity is caved in, Like, Man is down bad right now, and um, oh, but oh, it yeah. was really awesome to see him stand up to Silva like that to protect at the time what he thought was Lauren. So
0: yeah, I mean, and that Lauren chick, she she's uh, she got what co- was what was coming to her though. I thought it was I thought it was uh, justified. Um, but we did learn something new. There's different kinds of mages and magic, and we learned that Mash has been mostly fighting white mages who are not combat oriented. Um so you also have red mages um who actually excel in combat. And um Silva was the first one he's fought. I think he had a little bit tougher time. This was his first really like just tough fight. Um did you enjoy seeing him struggle a little bit more? Or really have to like put up some, you know, some grit into it a little bit instead of just
1: super yeah. easy? I was gonna say i don't think he really struggled the man was palming iron and it's shattering under the power of his grip yeah i don't know if he necessarily struggled he took uh, some hits though he did take some hits and i think he took the first couple on purpose you know just to prove a point
0: oh okay okay trying to flex on him but no that's this it was a it was a good fight um like I said at the beginning, I really thought Mashful was just gonna like go off on him. I thought he was just gonna go, uh, you know, see red and go straight after Silva.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he had to break out his tricep magic. I'm loving. I'm loving that he's just calling everything by his muscles now to make it sound like he actually has magic.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was fucking hilarious. Um, once he got on top of Silva, it was a wrap. And but we all knew that that was gonna happen. Um, that's the only way Mash can fight back. And we also saw, um, and I honestly forgot about during the episode, that they were actually supposed to be hunting scorpions. You know what I'm saying? And then like an extra rare one uh, showed up, and, he, and Silva thought that was going to save him. He's like, oh, he's just going to go after the scorpion. And then Mash like flicks it, and it goes flying like 10 miles, and he, <laughs> yeah. and he like drops the coin. I thought that shit was hilarious. More hey, good comedy um, out of this show.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm busy here. This bitch slaps it into the freaking <laughs> moon like Team Rocket, dude.
0: It was fucking great, man. It was fucking great.
2: That's uh that's what I was wondering about uh last episode too. Like where's the damn uh where's the damn scorpions at? You know?
0: Right. Yeah, I
2: had forgotten guess. about them, you know. Yeah. That's the whole point of the, the <laughs> being out there you know, we haven't seen one yet, so it was good seeing one. Of course the biggest baddest one had to show up though.
1: When the of when the- When the thing was flying away, I was really just hoping for that same noise from Pokemon with the star in the (laughs) sky. I was like, ooh, if they do that, I would laugh so hard. Dude, they're already copying Harry Potter.
0: (laughs) So, like, why not copy Pokemon? Huge missed opportunity, guys. Uh...
1: Oh, definitely. We'll get into their next ripoff of Harry Potter later in the episode. but um...
0: oh, I don't know about this one. Okay, cute.
1: But yeah, overall, I really enjoy just MASH bringing the heat. And uh, so he, he gets Silva twice and Silva's like down for the count. He's like, I can't take another one of these. And MASH just goes, well, that's two. Are you ready for number three? You got eight more. <laughs> <laughs> and I was crying. I was like, holy shit, he's, he's doing it right back to him.
2: My favorite part was when he went and sat down before he said uh I was like, this man just went and sat down <laughs> just to tell him this shit. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> sat down, hands on the, like, elbows on the knees, hands, like, clasped, looking at him, like, do you want to keep going? You ready?
0: Dude, Match was on <laughs> demon time. I love when he gets in, like, this mode of, like, okay, like, I got to stop this bullshit that's going on around me. Cause, he's like, he's, like, he goes Eddie, from, like, bro. being... Com- oh, massively petty, <laughs> a man after my own heart type petty. Um, <laughs> Like he just goes from being completely oblivious to like, okay,
1: nah, fuck this bullshit. I I saw what you did, and you're gonna suffer. I do love how like when Mash goes demon mode, they don't change his facial expression at all. He still just looks so pan-faced. And like you think of another show where this happens is one punch man, and like Saitama's face goes crazy when he gets pissed off. But Mash just stays the same exact deadpan motherfucker, dude. I love it. (laughs) It honestly
0: makes it better because, like, he's not even like coming up out of his skin about it, but you can tell he's like, "Nah, I'm pressing the stop button." So it makes it even better to me. Um, We also saw, uh, Mash, you know, give some equal rights and some equal lefts to this girl Lauren here. (laughs) (laughs) Were you guys expecting that she he straight suplexed old girl?
2: Well, I was kind of confused when he went up to her and, like, uh, grabbed her from behind. I was like, what's this man doing? I ain't never seen him, like, you know, grab a hold of anybody like this. And then uh, I was like, maybe he's just, like, trying to hug her and try to figure out what's going on. And then I see the fingers, bro, they locked. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) shit, man, this is. This reminds me back in the WWF days.
1: I I was going to say he full on like suplex her over his back, like straight out of WWE. Beautiful,
0: Beautiful, bro. And like my my favorite part about it all was like she never saw it coming. She thought she had him under his, uh, she thought she had him under the magic. He's like, oh man, he's, you know, he's trying to get busy with me. And he's like, nah, bro. Like your head's going in the dirt. Right did, she,
2: did she not even like blush and stuff? I think she blushed and stuff, right?
0: Oh yeah, she thought he was being mad aggressive, but uh, in a different way. Mm-hmm. But no, that was that was probably my favorite part of the whole episode.
1: Um, oh, 100%. Dude. It reminded me of like, did you ever watch the old Batman cartoon whenever he'd fight like a female villain? I think there was one line it was like the hammer of justice is unisex and he just beats the shit yes! out of some female yes! villain.
2: <laughs> Damn. So now we're copying Batman too, huh?
1: Yeah, he's got a few <laughs> lines about it, about these hands are equal rights, <laughs> he just starts beating up a woman. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so after, shortly after uh, MASH gets done, I mean, just straight molly and all, all these people from Langdorm, um, we learn a little bit more about Langdorm. I'm not going to get into, like, the whole scene in the room yet, but we did learn that Langdorm is, like, the most privileged uh, they have like the most actual fighters, the red mages, I believe. Um, and they try to keep other people out of the Bureau of Magic. Like, do you guys like they were getting a little bit more into like the the system, how the world works? Because it's been alluded to a lot, but we haven't really gotten into it too too much. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, it's just it's showing how corrupt the world is because you know for a fact all these kids in Langdorm are. The kids of the people who work at the Magic, you know, the Magic Bureau, and it's kind of like re- repetition of keeping the upper class, upper class, and not letting the the rabble in. So,
0: yes, sir, yes, sir.
2: It's kind of like this. This it kind of reminds me of like the uh, uh, the whole um, class section in uh, Black Clover uh, with uh, I forget their names, uh, like the Silvas and stuff like that, the clans. yeah the nobles yeah so i think they're trying to do something like that here i i guess is what i got out of it so
1: it's it's fitting that his name is silva and he has a very (laughs) like that whole uh dorm has a similar like demeanor to the silva family in uh black clover you know the nobles who don't think they're
2: whatever yeah the riffraff shouldn't
1: be magic knights you know they're just the rabble they don't have they don't have a say in how the world should work all that kind of stuff
0: interesting yeah. okay y'all know i didn't get too far into Black <laughs> <We Pokemon. know. laughs> that's uh, noel's family okay yeah, noel's okay. family those goobers what a bunch of assholes
1: but yeah mm-hmm. at the end of the fight so with mash beating up the scorpion and taking down silva he gets his first gold coin and that's like pretty impressive to do that early um a lot of people don't have any silver coins and he's already got a gold one this magicless muscle heads. so it's kind of crazy to see how fast the story's progressing on that front
0: yeah it was and didn't Silva also say last year he had uh, what was it two silver coins or two gold coins he got two gold coins gold, yeah. right and they're like at the beginning of this year so Mashable has a lot of time to like get it together um, I'm really excited uh, to see how, how fast it progresses I hope it's not too fast because it seems like he's been getting like a coin almost every episode at this point it um,
2: just falls into his lab he's like the He's like buggy, buggy the clown, bro. He just gets so lucky. <laughs> nah, he's, buggy,
1: not, he's, he's not. He's <laughs> not falling upward. He's not falling upwards, though. He has he's beat. People are targeting him, and he's beating their ass. At least. Yeah, he just falls into his
2: lap. He's just like, oh, I'll just, I'll take that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I fear if it, if it goes too fast, it can like kind of throw off the feeling of him actually earning the coins. You know what I'm saying? Like it could like diminish the significance of them. Well, I think, I I them. You know, what I saying?
1: will never be one to complain about fast pacing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, uh, too fast. though. What about too fast? But but look, at, look at the
2: whole show's premise, though, like the Quidditch game and everything else. Everything else is just over the top and fast paced. Why That's not true. the gold That's coins, true. too? You know?
0: OK, OK. I just, you know, I was just feeling it could take something away from the story. But you're right. It's, it's a little bit lighter of an anime. Fair enough.
1: Definitely. So after he beats up Silva, he meets back up with Finn, Lance, and Lemon, and you know Lance kind of goes into a little bit more about how the houses work. And Mash over here is like, I didn't realize we were in in other dorms. Like I didn't realize that like we were selected he for a dorm. Had... And we got the scene with the magical unicorn skeleton thing, which was a total rip off of the sorting hat (laughs) from Harry Potter. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So in Harry Potter, basically, you put a hat on your head, and it reads your inner thoughts and tells you which house to go to.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh, (laughs) So in this one, we get a magic skeleton unicorn. You got to grab the horn on.
0: A magic skeleton unicorn sounds a lot better to me. Just saying.
1: It was a wizard hat, so it kind of fit the vibe, you know, magic unicorn kind of kind of out there. But I really <laughs> liked this scene. I loved this scene because like it was such a funny parallel to the scene in Harry Potter because the Sorting Hat is like having like a panic attack about where to put Harry because he's driven, you know, he's like got snake abilities, all this kind of stuff. So he's like he should be in Slytherin, but, you know, he's got a really good heart, so he should probably be in Gryffindor, blah, blah, blah. And in this, the only thing that the magical unicorn can read <laughs> on Mash is just him lying in a pile of cream puffs, drooling.
0: <laughs> Literally, just just cream, puff, uh, cream puffs. Shit was hilarious. I loved
1: it. I loved. I loved the whole
2: episode.
0: Yeah, the unicorn had no idea what to do, and I don't blame it. I don't blame it at all. Um, I think. I it thought even, he was gonna break it, bro. He
1: I did. did too. He basically did. I mean, he had to like go back and recompose himself. He's like, all right, I got to start over again. And then he goes on like this two minute rant about cream puffs. (laughs) And just ends with lovers of cream puffs go to Alder house. And it was (laughs) so a bullshit excuse. (laughs) And all the students were like, what the fuck? What is he talking about? What (laughs) the (laughs) fuck? It was so good, dude.
0: They saw right through that bullshit, which was honestly great. But But,
1: going back to the conversation with Lance, Lance starts getting into Langdorm a little more, which are going to be the big baddies for at least this season. Uh, Basically, they are, as Bass mentioned, like the elite, the sons of the elite class of mages. And they have a group within them called the Magia Lupus, which is like the top tier, the top seven witches and wizards in this house. (laughs) The tip top. And we kind of get a scene at the end where Silva is talking to the leader of Langhouse, whose name is. I'm spacing out. Uh, Abel, Lord Abel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Is Lord I Abel. The... OK, was he the.
2: I don't think they technically announced it, but I, I'm pretty nah, sure I that that's, that's who he is. is.
1: Yeah. Homie's got three lines on his face, dude. He is a prodigy among prodigies.
0: Yeah,
2: this this is the first time we saw a three-line user. I didn't even think those existed, uh, but apparently they do.
0: Yeah, I heard them. I heard somebody mention uh, Lord Abel, but I didn't. I wasn't sure if that was him or it could have been his father. I don't fucking know. It has to be. That dude was a
1: menace, dude. Old Geppetto ass weirdo, dude. Like, why is he making everybody into Pinocchios? (laughs) Like, I (laughs) was like, this guy's a fucking creep.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, uh. I guess he sent Silva after old mash uh, because Silva got turned into a little puppet too. And he had mm. like a whole like small squadron of them motherfuckers up on the altar or whatever there was. I just didn't, we had seen them before, I think in a couple of flashes throughout the, um, throughout this uh, anime so far, but I had no idea those were real fucking people.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize they were students. That shit was creepy.
0: Oh yeah. I just thought they were dressed up as students. I would never assume puppets are people.
1: People aren't so, puppets.
2: So
0: they want I, to be a
1: real boy usually, not the other way around, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm kind of
2: wondering, you know, he was, uh, you know, he's he's holding that uh, smaller doll in his hand while talking about his mom. Do we think that's actually his, his mom? He called that thing mom, bro. Do we think that's actually, well, we didn't really understand it. Until dude. after we seen the magic happen, do we think he done that to his mom? <laughs> bro, he <laughs> might have. Mom. That dude
0: is a sicko.
1: Power goes <laughs> to people's head, bro. I think that's, a his mama. A I weirdo, that's his mom. He's a weirdo, man. Mama. I think it is too, man. Before it's we get wild. to before we get to the last scene, did you guys notice that all of this other six mages in the Magia Lupus or Magia Lupus, whatever they're calling them, had two lines? Those houses stacked. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking
0: op, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. match's
1: work is cut out
0: for him. Like he's gonna have to
1: get through all of
0: these people, and we know, uh, old Lord Abel or whatever his name is, is gonna send each one of them after him, one by one. I think. Yeah, I think he's- Silva. But uh, I wonder if they could possibly even try to turn against him. Um, I know three line. He's a he, he's 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 goaded and shit. But after maybe the second or third guy. Uh, gets killed in the lineup and i got two stripes and i'm next maybe i say hey guys this guy's being kind of an asshole uh we need to stop this before he kills all of us
1: yeah until they're like, alternative what? puppets like that hey man
0: you know might as well try i guess
1: but I, don't yeah, know. I
2: mean we don't really know the extent of uh what uh how much of a difference three line users are compared to you know even two or even one you know we I mean, don't know how much of a power gap
1: that is. Oh, dude. Three line is like Joey's to Dude, that's top fucking percentile. You know, <laughs> like that's top dog. <laughs> I, that's probably gonna be the only three line wizard we see. I feel like. At least in season one, you know, Yeah,
0: I think in season one, I'm going to I'm going to try to put some numbers to it about what I think it is, you know, two lines is every one in 10,000. I think like three lines is maybe one in a million or one in 10 million. Yeah, I can that's see that. That makes yeah, sense. It I feel like they're going to use a rounded number. So I'm going to go with that. Write that down, boys. Do you even, yeah. think,
2: do you even think that they're, they're going to pull up the stats on it later? Next episode or something?
0: Oh, yeah. They got to scale it somehow, I think. There's a reason yeah. that they told us about the two-liners, you know, just so we could perceive the power instead of just showing us. I think they're going to do the same thing because it is a little more lighthearted. Um, so I think that's what they're going to do. But guys... I'm very very fucking excited so MASH crashes the fucking party right and the door joke is back rips the bitch straight off the hinges I was so happy you know it wasn't quite enough for me but I'm just glad it's back boys
2: I just love I just loved it he had like a five minute crisis standing outside the door just trying to figure out if it was push push or pull it took him five minutes to just figure it out he still got it wrong
1: I just love the fact that he looks at like the most menacing looking door in the entire freaking campus. He's like, yeah, this is for my classes. The doors are closed. Nobody's around <laughs> it. Like you figure like a door for a school before class starts, will be open. You know, like that's how you start the class. You shut the door.
0: Yeah. And you I yell, it's motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she was hilarious, though. Uh, I need to teach my man how to look at door frames and hinges. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I just love the jokes. maybe (laughs) you know just you know (laughs)
2: softly try try one way if it don't you know work you know do the other
0: way bro
1: bro this is mash there's no such thing as softly (laughs) in this man's life
0: (laughs) right it's push or pull on it
1: the only thing soft in this man's world is the delicious pastry that his cream puffs are made out of fair enough fair enough (laughs) but guys i think that was it right yeah
2: i think so yeah
0: all right that's ready to get into my home hero let's
2: do it so this is episode seven it's called mother and mother as time is running out for tetsuo he and cat case and move on to plan b while kiyochi does his best to gather information on tetsuo so we start off where we left last time uh you know as uh kiyochi's leaving the house he, you know, you got She Case still over here being petty Obviously And she's like taunting him with a toilet paper roll As he's trying to leave the house <laughs> Like I didn't expect that Bro, she low-key a
0: demon, bro
1: You wanna take this one demon. for the road? <laughs> Holding up a fresh roll of GP
0: <laughs> That's crazy Giving somebody diarrhea And then giving them the toilet paper Like, hey, you might need this, G <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit Kaizen, Kaizen is my favorite character in this show, like hands down. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, ain't gotta say it, but Kaizen is number one. She MVP in my book.
2: Hey, she brave, bro. She's got the courage. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be talking to this dude like that because he don't give a shit. He, he he'll he'll pop you right there, and you don't care. And she's over here doing this shit to him. So yeah, I, I
0: I literally like that had like my that dropped my jaw when she did that jaw uh, when she did that. Not my draw, it's my jaw. My jaw. <laughs>
1: <Damn. laughs> I know I know it was Look, Mother's man, it was Day, a but of the shit, boy. <laughs> I know it was Mother's Day. Yo! That's good, good one. That's, good That's one. fucking good. That's now a you zinger.
0: Keep that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Gold star for, or uh, silver coin for you, my guy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to be a divine visionary before the time this is over.
1: Divine jokester, dude. <laughs> <laughs> big facts, big facts. But yeah, uh, before
2: before old oh boy Kyochi leaves the house, we we notice, you know, he, well, we don't actually notice. We find out a little bit later, he actually slipped a little something into uh, Rika's shoe. A uh, love, love to note. Say yeah, a little love note. I'm trying to get that reels up. Womanizer, you know.
1: Uh, I loved it that that was their explanation. <laughs> it was a good like, one Don't, we, we brought him in here we needed to get in the mind of a horn dog dude
0: <laughs> and I, think, I think that was also like supposed to like make Rika like afraid of him or like want to not talk to him which was very smart um, Kyson I'm just going to say also thought of this she's on a hot streak has been since episode like two or three um, but yeah I thought that was a, a really good choice in to the explanation Um, but they maybe should have gotten her a little bit more involved in this from the get-go. What do you guys think? I don't know, (laughs) man. It seems like it's going to come around and really bite them in the ass, you know?
2: She seems to like to talk a lot, and, you know, when you have somebody that likes to talk a lot like she does, uh, uh, you definitely don't want them to know a whole lot, so.
0: (laughs) True. That's my thoughts on it. I might have woulda have, would have sent her to um
1: a little vacation.
0: Yeah, a little vacation in uh, North America somewhere, maybe Canada.
1: <laughs> good luck finding anybody in Canada. Yeah, good exactly. luck on anybody in Saskatchewan, dude. There's nothing but trees and moose. See, that's what I'm saying though, though. Mises.
3: Yeah.
0: Mises. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: one man. one scene I really enjoyed from the that whole area of the episode was when uh they walked out the door and Kiyochi was like man your wife is fucking annoying and Tetsuo doesn't <laughs> clap back and Kaisen's listening and like did he really not fucking vouch for me there
0: the he, he's scared bro he's
2: scared, Kaisen the, the bold hey Tetsuo he's just, he's just trying to get by he's just trying not to die <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, one they, way or I, the other this is also the man that hung him upside down from 30 feet up and cut his forehead, I might not be clapping back either but Kaizen's just extraordinarily bold, and I did like that she she, uh, she uh, pointed that out.
2: He just got that nervous laugh, like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Is <Yeah. Yeah>, she <laughs> a little <like>, oh. annoying.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, something important though. They um they installed that uh key tracker keep uh key tracker and key logger yeah key logger words things um into. A Kyoichi's device, his phone, I believe, and Kaizen immediately goes to finding out what's on his uh, email, trying to figure out his address. I thought that was really, really smart of her. She uh, ends up finding his mom's address. Did they actually go about when that came up in his email?
1: Um, so it was because there had been a lot of packages since that address oh. off like Amazon or something like that. And that's why when she goes there and realizes it's his family address and we get to the scene when she actually does travel to the address and his mom is like, can I help you? And like just taps her on the shoulder basically. And Kaisen's having like a panic attack about this. He's like, oh, how do I get myself out of this? And she plays it off super smart. She basically pretends to be somebody from Amazon and it's like, oh, you won the chance to win a gift card or something like that. Like, we're going to give you a survey. So they talk over food. And basically, Kyoichi's mom goes into how.
0: Uh, before we get all the way into that, I w- do want to bring up something else that Kaisen found. Kaizen found. Um, she found out about Tetsuo's scheduled murder on Friday at 7 p.m.
1: So Is now the- she knows
0: everything Tetsuo knows. Uh, he was trying to keep her in the dark to keep her. "Quote unquote protected," even though she's doing the protecting, um, but yeah, that that added some gravity. I think she, um, I thought that would motivate her a little bit more when she was talking to uh, QH's mother. You know, uh, and the
2: thing, the thing that kind of bothers me is that uh, they kept, uh, which it might be lost in translation or something. But a keylogger shouldn't give you access to all the information that they
1: got access to. Well, no, they used the keylogger to figure out his password to get into his computer. Oh, so that
2: makes more sense. I was thinking they was using a keylogger to figure this shit out. I'm like, (laughs) keyloggers don't give you this kind of access. No, (laughs) no,
1: (laughs) they they figured out all his
0: sites and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, keylogger gave him the email and the password. So that's how they were able to get into his email. I missed
2: that, and I was like, I'm just thinking this whole time. I'm like, damn, this is a big plot hole.
0: What are they doing?
1: This is a really good Keylogger right here. Holy.
0: They pay oh. for Keylogger Plus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. Well, they actually, they only need the week free trial, so it's not that big of a deal, you know? That's true. Yeah. Hey, Yo, I, I, did,
0: I like kind of forgot that this whole show has happened in less than, like, a, uh, like almost exactly a week.
1: Yeah. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 according uh, it to bro. Tetsuo yes it
0: has been a long fucking week <laughs> and to us
2: but yeah going back to uh, Kiyochi's mom and the free I mean the gift card raffle or whatever the hell they're doing over there but uh, she she just basically made her convinced she basically made her uh, convinced that she was signing up for this uh, free this card giveaway or whatever. But, uh, I thought that she had a bag with her, um, that it has, I'm not, what's all it got in it? It's got, it's got Nobito's bones in it. It's got a tablet in it with like video editing software installed on it. And what else does it have in it? Am I missing something?
0: Um, the actual, uh, edited video of, um, Nabuto, fake Nabuto. Um it had his his uh emails like the socials too. I think that was it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Have, I mean did it have Nabuto's bones in there too?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was in the box. Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: And it was plenty of evidence to incriminate someone in this murder. So like they have the right idea here, but what happened was basically Kyochi's mom starts talking to Kaisen when she's looking at a family photo and explains the whole thing that they were in a diner together. And that their her husband was basically shook up by the mob and like they couldn't keep up with payments or anything like that. And he actually killed himself or was killed by the mob. And it was framed as suicide. One of the two.
0: Right. I'm thinking more likely they killed him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Um. she was saying that Kiyochi has been working really hard and supporting her through this difficult time because she can't work at the diner, you know, like and that he's a really great son. And I think that's kind of what got to Kaisen on this one was that, like, she just couldn't do it because she, like, didn't want to involve the mother in this, you know?
0: Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really uh, fair, even though, you know, in her mind, I think after she was saying she should have just done it. Um, I think that was a very, you know, heartfelt choice by her and probably the right thing to do. Um, they, they, they're, they're doing a lot of conniving already, but getting an innocent another another innocent person involved would would be a lot. And she even says during the episode, you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know, one life to protect your children, but she wasn't willing to go that far. So getting a little 3D character out of her.
2: I mean, even if, even if she would have left it there, I mean, they, they could have figured out a way to blame it. Like, even if they do leave it at like Kyochi's house without his mom there, there's still a chance that, you know, the Yakuza kills his mom too you know
0: Um, no for damn sure they probably would
2: because if if uh, if uh, Tetsuo and them was able to find out you know where his mom her packages was being delivered etc then the Yakuza can too so yeah
0: they probably already know Um, and I don't think that was actually Kyoichi's house I don't think he had been buying a long time because the mom was saying that um, Um, it's his mom's
2: house or whatever right
0: yeah, yeah. But he had, in like even Kason yeah. said, like, you know, he's probably not gonna visit anytime soon anyway. So
2: he's it, probably trying to stay clear of it for you know, you bunch oh, of yeah. reasons. So.
0: Yeah. One thing I was thinking: Do you guys think he's working for the same organization that killed his pops? I think so. Think so. That would be hmm. spicy as all hell, bro.
1: I think so. I mean, it would make sense in the end, you know, that he got tied up in it after the fact, like maybe he went when he was you know i don't know how old actually no i said he was like seven or eight right yeah he was eight eight years old but um yeah i would think so i mean there's like usually like those style organizations like they have their territory and i mean i'm sure her house is in the same territory so unless he's going way out of his way to join a different one it's a pretty good chance it's the same one you know that's fucking tragic
2: maybe that that also helps explain like if the yakuza did kill his dad Maybe that was a circumstance for you know his mom and them living. You know, I that's know. true.
1: Yeah, it could be Very like you well need to work for us when you're old enough, or even at that age. Because I mean, honestly, a lot of criminal organizations use kids.
0: Yeah, yeah so, that, that's as simple as your dad owes us money. You work for us, or we're we gonna kill your mom.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that could have happened. And maybe he's trying
2: to find an out. Maybe he's trying to take them down from the inside, and that'd be pretty spicy uh, plot twists. But.
1: Well, he's not doing a very good job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But But yeah, yeah, shortly after um, we see uh, Tetsuo and uh, Kyoichi go back to Rika's place and they start rummaging through his stuff. I got a little anxious when this happened because I thought uh, Tetsuo might have left something in the apartment. And uh, he was going to get found out, but it seemed like it was pretty clean, guys. I, I, he's doing a bang-up job at uh, covering this whole murder up.
2: The only thing oh. that I would be worried about is the, uh, the flashlight that he had, oh boy, go to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's going to be able to see those blood stains probably, so yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Blacklight can see through the power of Bleach.
2: I don't know. It just depends on if you did a good enough job, you know? Just, yeah.
1: You know,
0: but why didn't he already have that ALS light? Like you're looking into a murder. I feel like that was, that would be something that one of the first things I would buy. <laughs> if my life was on the line and I was looking for a murderer. Well,
2: I um, think that he just, he just realized like in the last few episodes that it probably was Tetsuro and that the murder probably happened at Rika's apartment. I don't think he really uh uh got all that until around a uh, time of that uh uh job uh interception, True. you know? I think he kind of figured out stuff like that on that on that trip and a little bit
0: after that trip. So Yeah, yeah. so or, or go- maybe Alibaba doesn't have 2-day shipping, who knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I googled it and I might be on a list now. <laughs> uh, so basically the black light picks up traces of hemoglobin which is the one of the chemicals found in blood and it can tell the difference between bleach with no traces of hemoglobin or just bleach so ooh, there is a chance
0: mm, okay well i should have um, thrown that shit away then D- did we see a if fucking
1: problem. the full floorboards are just out in the dumpster when he shows up? Oh, Also, with <laughs> the
0: flashlight, you know, he only has to make it till like Friday. He's has and he has to order another one. So,
1: well, I think they went to a store and picked it. I think he had his henchman yeah. go to a store and pick it up. That oh. wasn't ordered.
0: Well, never mind. I'm up about my Alibaba two day shipping company. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that
2: was the whole uh, that was the whole thing about when he, uh, you know, they sent the. Uh, the fake emails and stuff and that's how he found uh kyochi's real house is because he used uh the email that kyochi sent to for the henchman to pick up um the flashlight for him so
1: yeah so basically tetsuo had a large envelope but he put a gps tracker in and said hey i need you to pick up this envelope as well and bring it to my apartment when you drop off the flashlight and that's how Tetsuo found out where the apartment was. It was really, really smart. And yeah. he used a big enough envelope that it wouldn't fit inside of a mailbox so that he could then pull it out when he got there, which was really smart.
0: Yeah, that was. I was kind of surprised that uh, those mailboxes weren't completely closed. That wouldn't go down like that in America here. You wouldn't get any of your mail. <laughs> They'd steal it, bro.
1: they so gonna. So time. you gotta pick up the Amazon packages at the front desk or at the mailroom of your apartment.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got them in lockers, bro. Bro, We're not playing <laughs> games over this way.
1: Um, and uh,
2: one thing that we forgot to mention um, is that Rika actually emailed Kyochi. So yeah, there's that.
1: Yeah, she's just really curious what her parents are hiding. So that's why she's asking him. I don't think she has any intentions of, you know, trying to hook up with the old womanizer here. but um.
2: She's just too nosy, bro.
1: Yeah, she's too nosy for her own good. I mean, this could really backfire.
0: Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, uh, Kason uh, gets to the meeting point in time over there at the railroad tracks. Um, because, yeah, she could unknowingly, you know, give up a lot of information without him even being very direct. Um, but she's doing it out of the goodness of her heart. She says, you know, my parents could use some help right now. Um, they've been acting a little strange. But, yeah, she could dry snitch is what we call it. Right. Yeah,
2: they, they, they could use some help by you staying the hell out of it,
0: bro. <laughs> not even that.
1: I mean, Kyochi's getting desperate too. So he might even like kidnap her. That might be why. So we get to the scene where Tetsuo makes it to the apartment and he's at the mail room and he hears the elevator ding and he looks over and it's Koichi coming out of the elevator. So he could have been going to get back to his apartment to get some, something to knock her out, something to take her away, something to kidnap her essentially too. So we don't know that yet. That's where the episode ended, and it was again another fucking cliffhanger.
2: (laughs) Who was on the elevator? That was was Kyochi. Kyochi, Was it Kyochi? I thought it was the I thought it was the uh the
1: Aaron boy. No, different haircut.
2: Okay, yeah, I I didn't really uh see that well, I guess it was pretty fast. The
1: Aaron boy had a little neck tattoo, I noticed that. Okay, yeah, that's
2: wild though. Oh no, okay. So he's going to have to Jeez. explain
0: himself because Tetsuo is getting caught red fucking handed right now.
2: If, I don't think he gets caught. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, they have given so. us some weird cliffhangers or like where they make us think one thing's happening and another thing
1: actually happens. So that's true. Yeah, he have been doing it the whole time. So I guess we'll have to see you next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> been waiting to make that joke for weeks, guys. Um, <laughs> so you guys want to get into Hell's Paradise? Let's Mm -hmm. do it. All right. So, guys, we got Hell's Paradise, Episode 7, Flowers and Offering. Um, As the team surveys the village from afar, they stumble across an unlikely pair who teaches them about uh, the Paradise Island. Keeping his eyes on the prize, Gabi Morrow asks very pointed questions about the elixir of life and rediscovers his purpose for being there. So, um, it picked up right where it left off. We... um, the episode opens up and the two, uh, I guess Herman's what we're going to call them from right now, the Tencent, are kissing. But yeah. then they do something very, very unexpected, Unexpected, and they morph into men. Um, <laughs> that took me by surprise. Um, made everything a little less sexy to me. Um, but well,
1: uh, <laughs> before that, the pink haired, uh, Tenson was like, Hey, you guys want to join? And I was like, yo, oh yeah, that is right. the <laughs>
2: Blonde wasn't having it. She was like, you ruined the, uh, you ruined the mood. <laughs> How could you, you're going to die now.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And, and we kind of learn, um, that they're kind of like the big bosses on the island. Um, so what happens while we're going back to Gabimaru and, and gang, um, there's a, what do they call him? A bonsai monster rolls up on them. Kurt, as dude. Group, big group. <laughs> as they're trying to chase the uh, little uh, child in the forest there down. And uh, Gabimaru leaves the rest of the group behind, I guess really just Yuzu, uh, Rhea, and uh, Sinta. And they go chase after the girl. Um, useria uses her magic, and we got a lot of uh, screenshots and videos of this on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, Uh, you know, Dan was saying it was sweat pre-show. Tyler, what did you what did that look like? to You, my guy. Hey,
2: man, I don't know if y'all use Twitter, but if y'all did, y'all seen this shit? And (laughs) you know, this 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 shit ain't this ain't this ain't sweat, bro uh i don't know some kind of I, goop i really <laughs> don't know how to hell i don't know how mappa animated this and then then watching it was like oh bet this looks like a good idea this this is a very good scene let's let's push this out <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they're, they're,
0: they're trying to kill it with the fan service they've been stepping it up <laughs> especially in this episode they were doing a whole lot um, uh, but they're getting their Twitter moments. I think that's a good way to get your show out a little bit more. Cause I, I know some, uh, some people are going to be like, you'll wonder what's going on in this anime and probably watch it. So and good marketing. Be,
2: good to marketing. To be fair, to be honest, uh, I also seen the manga panel and the manga panel. I mean, they, they do, uh, adapt the manga panel, uh, very close. Uh, it actually looks like that in the manga panel as well. Uh, so, um, I guess yeah, more power to them. Props to M- M- MAPPA for not steering away and making it actually look like sweat. Uh, I mean, it's called bodily fluids. Uh, I don't know what that pertains to, but it definitely <laughs> uh, looks like some body bodily fluids, so just not sweat.
0: Yeah, I was a little disappointed <laughs> we didn't get to see uh, Usaria actually use her powers. We just saw her power up, I guess is what we're going to call that. Um, but she ends up beating the dog shit out of that bonsai monster, old group. Uh, Hoko is his actual name. Um, and they're trying to get information out of him. And he's like, I will help you just bring me the girl like that. You know, I, that she's important to me and they didn't actually believe them at first, but it seemed like they were a pretty tight pair after we got into the episode a little bit more, which I thought this was one of the better episodes. It, you know, it wasn't super heavy on fighting, but we got to learn a lot about, uh, the paradise Island, which was really, really, really cool.
2: Well, I mean, at first I thought that, uh, I thought the, uh, the ant was attack or the bonsai was attacking um the little girl as well um so kind of caught me by surprise when we found out that they was actually like uh together uh, uh he was raising her i guess you can say i don't know i don't know what their relationship
1: is yeah i kind of saw him as like a protector yeah of her um I think there's like different levels of all the monsters that are on the island. Like they kind of went into a few of them. But I think he's probably somewhere between the giant fish monster with the 18 arms and the Mm -hmm. Tencent. So um, it's actually really interesting because in Taoist, in the religion of Taoism, there's actually different tiers of the Xi'an, which is essentially the Tencent in this. So I think it's really interesting that they're bringing all of that religion into this and kind of twisting it their own way.
0: Yeah, I think a surprising amount of anime do that. I don't think a lot of people are aware of how um, tied in Naruto is into Japanese mythology. Um, a lot of the moves, even the you know the character names, are you know mythological creatures and gods, um, like Susanoo. Um, you have Amaterasu, all kinds of things. Uh, of course, they tie to the Achiha because Achiha love right. Um, but it's cool <laughs> to see that in a, a, another anime. I don't know what others do it, but this, this I mean, one's relying I think heavily a lot of them on do. it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball Z is basically a retelling of the story of Son Goku. True. Which is literally a, a Chinese, um, I don't to call it a fairy tale, but mythology. It's just nice to see a different religion, I guess, used. Yeah. with Taoism, Buddhism and all that getting pulled into it instead of just rehashing the same stuff we've seen over and over again from Japanese mythology true, yeah, I guess this
0: is more like religion than mythology, but it's cool to see that that kind of thing referenced um, and you get to learn a little bit more about it as you watch these kind of shows, you know Um. so yeah we Hoko and Mei end up, you know taking them to their village and their home um, in that village that's been run down and, and kind of destroyed it looked like um, well, Hoko is actually giving up a lot of information. Uh, he tells them about the Ten saying that they're the strongest on the island, they're kind of like the overall protectors and they're undying, which we see. And, you know, they're pretty much all powerful on the island. Uh, they can morph into different beings. They're, they're immortal pretty much. And we actually saw, um, uh, Chubi and, uh, Toma try to fight one to no avail. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, they sliced the dude in
0: half. And he just regenned.
1: With some crazy-ass plant magic, dude. It was nuts.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they end up getting wiped. Low diff.
2: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they dead-dead. Um,
1: I don't think they're dead-dead, dude. They woke up in the pit, so I don't know. they oh, going to be dead-dead. Right. okay,
2: but they, they, they fixed it to be dead-dead. <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're not going to them, them off just yet. I don't feel like they're going to kill them off just yet. We did get a lot of backstory for them to get killed that quickly.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that uh, it probably takes a little while for the uh, the plants or whatever to overtake them in the pit. Uh, I, they had a name for that too. Did y'all? Do y'all recall what that was? Uh, the pit or whatever.
1: I, I don't. It's like but some I'm kind gonna of gonna crazy name. Pit. I'm just gonna go flower. Pit. I don't I no remember. Idea. But basically, Homa. To, Homa is that the group's name? Hoko. Hoka. Hoko, yeah. so hoko, hoko. kind of goes into it down the line too, getting more into the island and basically they start talking about the elixir of life and the way that the elixir is made is basically from people turning into plants and it feeds off that energy and that's how they create it so i think it's really interesting that like you look at this pit and there are like hundreds of people yes. who have been turned into plants in it and the vines start crawling at chobe and toma but i think they're going to get out of there man i think they are they're too good of a character just to kill off that fast.
0: Yeah, I think Chobe is going to, like, once he wakes up. I mean, we've seen Toma talk about how adaptable he is to his surroundings. That's how he, he survives and becomes strong. I think he's going to figure out a way to get Toma out of the situation because he seems to be kind of like the, I guess, like he's the little brother and like the follower of the two. So him waking up will be critical if they're going to survive. You know what I'm saying? Definitely.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, Tom, Toma just has to keep the vines off. I mean, what well, she's doing, a. He's doing it right now, but who knows?
0: True. And another thing, uh, Hoko actually confirms that this island is paradise or Shinsenkyo. Uh, Shin Shin Shin, Shin Shin, yeah, you do it, Dan. <laughs> not this episode. Not Shin this
2: Shin, episode. Shinsenkyo. Shin
0: there we go. Shinsenkyo. Yeah, yeah you something guys like got that. It. Cool. <laughs> Bet. All right. I made it through another episode. Um, I almost went round two with this from last week. <laughs> um and we also get the actual name for the elixir of life which is tan so we don't have okay. to say elixir of life
1: uh we get to shorten that down to one syllable boys we made it
0: i did um, google it
1: because i was curious to see if tan was what they called it in uh taoism because the elixir of life the Hermus, this is all straight from the religion and i couldn't find anything saying that they did that so i thought it was interesting that they gave it a give it a new name
0: okay very interesting um I might have said this before on, on this podcast, but uh, this is another did you know fun fact here. Um, so, you know, back in the 1800s when or 1700s or 1600s, whatever it was, um, while the Chinese emperor was looking for the elixir of life and trying to make it himself, he's trying to make Tan, um, that's how they made gunpowder. And I find it so fucking ironic that they were looking for the elixir of life and they pretty much found the key to death.
2: <laughs> yeah ggs to that I yeah
0: guess. so i just had to say that i wanted to you know add a little uh, education to the episode like i like to do
1: oh definitely man it's crazy too because there were a lot of taoist monks who lived in the mountains who were trying to create the elixir life they were considered alchemists yes so like it's really cool that they're bringing all of this into the show but yeah so
0: um we get around and um the team wants to, you know, they have a bath, uh, Hoko and, and Mae do the little girl, um, and they let uh, Yuzu, Yuzuriha and uh, Sugiri actually take some baths, and that kind of unfocuses uh, those two a little bit. They become really relaxed, and they kind of get the wasting a little bit of time, and we kind of see a turn from Gabimaru um, as he's trying to get a bath in, and through his relaxation, he actually remembers why he's here. I think he had gotten a little soft. Uh, We had seen a lot of pet character growth out of him. Do you guys think he's going to go back to his old ways after kind of rediscovering why he's there and not wanting to waste any more time?
1: I don't think necessarily go back to his ways. I think this show is a lot about him finding balance Mm -hmm. between his killer instinct and the softer side of him that he's gaining from, you know, spending time with his wife. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how he continues to find balance. And I mean, there were a lot of symbols for yin and yang in this episode throughout the village. And it's kind of, you know, making me think that we're finding his yin and his yang and his balance. So I think it's really interesting to look at it that way.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, is like in order to, uh, overcome the difficult obstacles that's uh, gonna come soon with like the Tensin and even his clan is coming. He's going to have to kind of go back to his old ways in order to, uh, have a chance at that. But the whole key is, If he's able to come back from it. So,
0: very true. Um, Gabi Mara was a little bit suspect of uh, Hoko. Uh, And I was too throughout this entire episode. Do you guys think he's actually telling the truth about everything? He told them that there are three rings of the island. Um, The outside ring, you know, the outside ring is like the beach. And then you have the forest with all the monsters in it. Um, And then at the center of the island, he says that that's where time is. Um, I believe that. But do you think he's telling the complete and total truth about everything?
1: I think he is, because the way I looked at it was, is he just wants to live alone and protect my? So I don't think he's trying to steer them away, like wrong. I think he's just trying to get them the fuck out of his house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's and, fair. And he thinks the Timson can take care of them anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, he ain't
1: worried about it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is that... Uh, What's the what's the you know point of not telling them the truth because uh, he thinks that they're gonna die? You know what they always say: dead men tell no tales. So,
0: <laughs> very that's true. That's a good yeah. point. He does say like, yeah, this is y'all's final wish. so I'll grant it to you. Yeah.
2: So he's like, if y'all want to be stupid enough and uh, uh, hurry on about y'all's deaths, here you go. <laughs> <I'll at least laughs> yeah. it's coming it coming sooner or later, but here, here you go. Run straight towards it.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Hoko, too, he did kind of give him a warning that the Tencent don't allow any humans to leave, period. Like, they're dead, yeah, in yeah. Hoko's mind, you know, based on everything that's ever happened on this island. So do you guys think that, like, this team of ragtag, like, assassins, ninjas, and uh, executioners going to be able to do anything to them, or do you think they're kind of fucked?
0: Um, I, I think we have, like, uh, Naruto, Fourth Great Shinobi War, uh, situation on our hands where you can't really kill the people that you're fighting, but maybe uh, Gabi Maro knows some kind of sealing techniques um, that he can take care of them with because I think they made it very, very evident by letting one of them get chopped in half, one of the tensing get chopped in half that they cannot kill them, you know, and they're not going to care about his story about getting back to his wife. So I don't think they're going to be able to reason with them. I think he's just going to have to seal them or immobilize them in some way.
2: I'm uh I'm starting to wonder if uh if Gabby Maru's clan, who is on its way, is gonna play a big part in the Tensin defeat.
0: So that is very possible, or at least a, sh- a distraction. If there's no way that if they don't have like any sealing ninjutsu,
2: because if these are even like a fraction of what Gabimaru Maru is, and you know, obviously they're gonna be a threat to the Tensin as well, and maybe uh. Maru kind of reroutes their aggression towards the Tenzin instead somehow and uses them to help and they gotta have a weakness. We just don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, one thing that I was thinking is that since they're basically made of plants is the ascetic blaze okay. in Jutsu that he has is that kind of the, the trump Ooh. card, you know? I mean, that's kind of an ass pull, but you gotta remember that Gabimaru's mentor the old village Leader from his clan, he's got the elixir of life. Like he's Somebody's been here it and found before, it. right? So he's made it out, and you wonder that since he taught Gabi Maru everything he knows, maybe that's the key. I don't know, but that's that'd be kind of an ass pull. But I think maybe he takes it to the next level or something, and it works on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, hard to regenerate when there's nothing left. Yeah, I just wonder the-
2: like how many tents in there actually is, you know, on this island. In, just...
1: in uh in Taoism there are eight hermits, okay. so maybe there's eight of them.
0: We only say two. Very likely, honestly. Mm-hmm. How how well they've been following it, um. Dan, you brought something to my attention last episode. Um, this is supposed to be part of like the the dark big three, uh, for Mappa, right? Um. Now that I know that, I'm kind of judging this anime a little bit differently. I came into it with no expectations, not knowing that um does that make you think differently about this that it has to stand up to jjk and chainsaw
1: man um kind of i mean in the sense of dark i think they're doing a really good job with the violence for sure the bloodshed the gruesomeness of it and it's tough to compare it to jjk because i mean it's only seven episodes in and you know chainsaw man and jujutsu kaisen really picked up in the last like four to five episodes of their season. So I'm thinking like there's still room for this to get up to that level. I don't know if it's there yet, but I think there's still room for it too. And I think we're getting starting to get towards the climax of the season and a really big fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fair. Like once I learned that, I was like, yeah, this is, it's just kind of like the little one out of the big three right now, but we haven't seen the whole season. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I don't, me myself. I don't think it's uh, up there with them. Uh, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, like, they're, like, high 8s and 9s for me. Straight uh, gas, yep. And this, right now, is, like, a 7 range. In order for it to, like, get up there with them, it's it's going to have to do a lot more. But, I mean, it's definitely dark. Um, and it has hella of potential, like Dan said. it just It's just not in the same category for me yet, though.
0: Yes, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a definitely a sleeper, and I don't think this was promoted as well or as much as JJK and, and CSM were. You
1: yeah. know, I wonder why yeah. that is. Um, I think it's just, it was a lesser known manga. Yeah, at okay. At that okay. front, but I mean, it does, it is cut from the same cloth, and one thing I like about this more than like Chainsaw Man is just all the culture and the history for they're sure, bringing sure. into it. Because Chainsaw Man is a li- really linear the fight scenes are awesome, but it's kind of like, OK, Denji loves titties. Great. <laughs> but there's so much more back character, like backstory to the characters in this. And I think I enjoyed that part of anime more than just crazy fight scenes. You know, what I mean, I- I'm all for the boxing, but I do need something else. And Chainsaw Man, while it does have his high highlights in that point, I don't think it's up to the same caliber as this when it comes to the storytelling. Right, so that's I just my
2: opinion that. on it. Yeah, I mean, that, it, Hell's Paradise definitely like got ahead of them in storytelling, but I think that Chainsaw Man is just like uh it's a you know, it's a slower paced I guess story overall. Um you know, the plot is more slower paced, not necessarily like uh like this we we know what the 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 thing is, they go into the island, they get the elixir, and that's what it's about. Well, the Chainsaw Man is about you know uh, defeating boobs. the gun devil you know boobs. Uh, that we know and, and boobs, boobs you know so, <laughs> and boobs. man you know
1: he's he knows yeah, what his guess
2: priorities are so
1: I mean you guys know that I love the storytelling aspect of anime I mean One yeah. Piece does it better than anybody and I'm not saying this is One Piece by any means but I think they're no. doing a better job of fleshing out a story than Chainsaw Man does I mean they're both very early I think Chainsaw Man was 12 episodes. We're on episode seven of this. They're both very early into it. But this is definitely going to go more than one season. I think we'll have to see where it gets to for episode 12 or 13, whatever the season ends, to really make that
0: Oh, yeah. Because these next four or five episodes could be just straight ungodly amounts of gas. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up since I learned that last week.
1: I think I said it the first time we watched it, but...
0: I wasn't listening. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! So let's get to it, boys.
2: Y'all want to get a uh, get started on some insomnia, insomniacs after school? If I can say it correctly. Yeah, yes, let sir. me get some
1: caffeine so I can stay up through sleepy time.
2: Oh my! Uh, so this was called. I'm just a-
1: making a joke because they don't sleep. I'm not saying this story's <laughs> boring?
2: It's called shooting star. Uh, so things are starting to heat up, and we're just talking about the weather, mainly. Uh, so during this episode, the cast struggles with the sweltering heat of the summer while they try to find the, find help for the meteor viewing. Uh, so, you know, the last episode, or maybe two episodes, we haven't really seen Yui come into the uh, equation, and this time, you know, the show opens up with Yui visiting the observatory and I think if I'm not mistaken she's like uh like uh like sneaking up the stairs and then she like just jumps up there expecting to catch some sleep and I assume uh did y'all like that entrance finally from her
1: yeah I thought it was really funny um one thing I will say uh before we get started on this episode because I don't know if you guys know it uh Japanese schools do not have air conditioning
2: Oh damn! Yeah, that's
1: so. When it's geez. hot, it's fucking brutal. It's just, brutal. just, hot muggy. It's just no fucking me, brutal. <laughs> yeah. So there's no air conditioning in Japanese schools. Well, one thing you got to think though is Japan has a very <laughs> similar climate to like the Northeast. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, my school growing up didn't have air conditioning, so like it was brutal. For like
0: through, they go two to, weeks. to school through the through the summer though.
1: No, they have a summer break in this.
0: Yeah, but it's not like our summer break. Like it's oh, true. Get, it's like our winter break for christmas is like two weeks
1: yeah that's right they do semester two weeks semester two weeks semester two or two or three weeks whatever it is yeah and they bang it out that's why they graduate from high school by the time they're like 15
0: what, 15 or 16 right no it's younger it's younger they, like they crank through it i don't know i don't know
1: you gotta get him in the <laughs> workforce yeah dude that's why all these young salary men are barely 20 <laughs> But I did
0: think it was uh, funny how Yui thought that they were going to be sleeping on the job, Um, which is fair because they're insomniacs. I don't know why you would go wake them up in the middle of the day, but they were hard at work.
2: But does does she know about that, though? Does Yui know about them being insomniacs? I I don't think so, right?
1: I think they alluded to it. I don't think they said it flat out, but I think they alluded to it. And I think she kind of found out when they were both wide awake at 3 a.m. texting her when she was taking photos. They're giving away clues for show, for show.
2: (laughs) That's usually not the first thing uh, on my mind, you know. When somebody texts me back at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm just like, oh, they're degenerates. Oh, if
1: if if it's a a weekday, I'm like, why the fuck are you up, bro?
0: When when everybody's in our Discord at like, you know, 2 a.m., I'm long asleep, like,
1: I'm out. (laughs) Bro, I'm usually lying there pissed off that I'm not asleep listening to my phone go bzz, 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 bzz. I'm like bro get out of here
0: <laughs> I mute
1: yo, those notifications yo,
2: Dan's Dan's kidding he loves that we're in there talking at 2am
1: <laughs> yeah I know and I'm trying to sleep yeah, put your <laughs> shit we're on just, silent just <laughs> oh, I, I mute it pretty quick oh, okay, okay, okay. I got my I got my sleep playlist going trying to cure my insomnia
0: dude <laughs> hey, yo I feel you
3: I feel you <laughs> But
1: yeah, uh, you, but yeah, yeah so she comes up the stairs and uh-huh. Nakami's hard at work looking at photos, trying to see what he can do better. And they start talking. All of a sudden, Magiri runs up the stairs with a fan and she's like, Yeah, I borrowed this from the nurse's office. And Yui's like, I don't know if you borrowed it. And then all of a sudden, the uh, what do you uh, want to
0: Kurashiki?
1: Yeah, she's but what's her role? She's in charge.
0: She's the nurse. Club
1: advisor. Yeah, yeah she's the, the club advisor, advisor. Yeah. So she comes up with this freaking bug net. <laughs> it starts chasing McGeary around the observatory trying to catch her with it. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> that dude? was
0: funny. That was some good comedy. Uh, what kind of shit be happening in
2: Japanese schools, bro? <laughs> they got I've a lot of power. It.
0: Like, I mean, they they punishing they punishing them, punish them for being out late and stuff like that. Teachers at my school didn't give a shit. Nah. <laughs> Once you off the premises, they were like, get on. get on." Once you're across the street, you're not their problem anymore. <laughs> but that's good to see that they're active in children's lives. No joke. But yeah, um, so Nakami kind of shows Yui the picture from uh, Shurihama Beach. Um, and they discovered something a little bit unfortunate. Uh, there was a slight wind when they were taking the pictures. And the stars are not reflecting off the water like they thought. And they're trying to win that competition to get some funding for their club. Um, I that thought picture it
2: was that picture would have been a banger too. It oh yeah, nice. the
0: animation was going crazy yeah. the, uh, last episode when they were doing that. Uh, so I was also disappointed. I was hoping they were going to be able to submit that. Um, but there was also something else uh, leaked. Um, when Um, Ukigawa comes into the picture, <laughs> that might be a little bit late in the episode, but I do want to talk about it right quick. There you uh, go for it yeah so Nakami apparently was looking at the picture of uh Magari on his on his uh camera, and he told her
2: yeah well they was at the were, he went to uh uh you, you call, you work and uh to ask him to help or whatever, and he's just got his tablet there going through the pictures then he comes across you know uh uh, uh shit magari's a uh, picture, and just stops on it and just starts staring at it. And unfortunately, you know, obviously his boy has to walk up by, behind him at that exact time while he's been staring at it. And he kind of just watches him for a minute. And then he's like, <laughs> I forget what he said. He's like, nice, bro, or something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> hey, man, Yukagawa has one purpose and one purpose only in the show, and it's to get these two hooked up. And he's doing a great job. He's planting the seed left and a right.
0: Oh, he's he's really doing his job. Uh, great. <laughs> Low key, a great wingman, uh, because he says this and then leaves to go to work. Yeah. um well, leaving them by themselves it was fucking hilarious
2: yeah megari what he's not saying is megari actually walks in and sits down at the table and then he's like oh by the way he was just staring at a picture of yours that he took and then he just leaves i was <laughs> just like oh bro
0: <laughs> well i gotta get back to work <laughs> <okay>? i'm gonna <laughs> leave y'all to sort this out yourselves and she
2: kind of pouts uh that's the first time i've seen her in, like I thought she knew that he took the picture. I'm pretty sure he knew that she oh, knew that she, he took the knew, picture. She knew.
1: She knew. I think it's more just embarrassment of somebody catching
2: him staring, and looking at, at her. her. Yeah. Oh.
1: For and dead, I don't sure. think she minds it. I think she likes it. But she's just she was like dead faced like she looks so embarrassed. Yeah. She just yeah. turned around and hunched over. Um, if you were Nakami,
0: like how would like 15 year old you would have like responded to this? I would have just ran out. <laughs> yeah away. Yo, I'm fifteen. I got no reals bro. I'm, I'm gone.
1: <laughs> I would have been like, oh, I was trying to figure out why the reflection of the star showed up in this picture, but not the rest of them, you know? Like my <laughs> no way out of it somehow. I was quick on my feet like that.
0: Hey, at a boy, at a boy. Oh man, I probably brushing. would just died. Not yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. Dan Dan's trying to be smooth with it.
1: He's but, like, oh sorry, I got a text and I looked down on my phone and your picture was just right there. I wasn't looking at you. I swear, you ugly. <laughs> oh man. Uh,
0: well, but uh, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: uh Nakami also tells Magiri hey, the the, the photo's not going to work, and they know it, and he's he's just telling her that uh they ha- he has to go take some more pictures now. They need a submission for the photo contest uh between the different uh clubs and schools, and Magiri says something that was a little eerie. She's like, "Yes, take plenty of pictures, but take some of me too." leave a trace of me behind. Yeah. Guys, like that was <laughs> a little dark um, and I don't really know what she meant by that. Um, you boys well, got any ideas, man? Well, well
1: I'll go for well, it, Tyler.
2: Well, I was going to say, uh, this, this gives me flashback, uh, flashbacks of other shows. Uh, I'm just hoping we don't have like a, you're in April moment or, you know, something like that because, we know that she used to be sick. So what if she's still sick and it's not turning out so well? And, and that's what she's trying to say is that, uh, in a backhanded way. Uh, and I, I don't want to cry. Y'all.
1: Yeah. That's kind of where I was going with it. Like, I think she had childhood cancer or something along those lines and she might be, it, it might've came back or something like that. So, we're, we're worried for our girl McGeary here. You know, that's that's tough. And oh. um, it would be a really unsatisfying end of the show. <laughs> it just ends that with like be so sad <laughs> him oh out a gravestone God. taking photos of a night sky. And it just says like McGeary on it.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know if y'all have ever seen like Your Line in April or anything like that. Have you? I y'all? haven't. No, no, no. Y'all probably don't even know anything about what it's about, right?
1: Nope. No. I know it's a very well acclaimed anime movie. Right.
2: yeah well it's not a movie it's a season oh, it's a show. yeah it's okay. uh it's what you would call a trauma anime so yeah
0: i'm good <laughs> yeah trauma okay i'm
2: I hoping have... this doesn't turn into that bro because your line april started out just so well kind of like this and then uh, you know we figured out eventually that uh there was something going on and yeah things Please happened. Know. and I cried a lot, and I, like I said, I'm not trying to cry, boys. This, is, nah, this feels wholesome. I could get through a, a, so.
0: a silent voice. I can't do it again. Yeah. I don't want to so. go back there. <laughs> I, I can not. it.
1: I'm strong. I'm strong. <laughs> I can do like I said. <laughs> Come
0: on, boys.
1: <laughs> I just made a joke about like, our... Uh, the commie taking photos of her gravestone with a beautiful night sky in the background. I could take
0: yeah, it. Yeah, I, I noticed that
1: and you laughed after. <laughs> yeah, I did too, I think. Uh,
0: I was like, oh boy,
1: he's on one right now. Dark humor yeah. always yeah. gets me. But yeah, leave a trace of me behind. I love that. No, I did not love that at all. <laughs> I don't want this to go that way. No. I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted them to win and get funding and then just end the show and not have what a season did- two.
2: What if she becomes the ghost of the uh, uh, anatomy uh, astron- astronomy club? <laughs> I almost <laughs> just
0: wiped all my computer stuff off my desk. Don't do that. <laughs> she
1: just dies in the locker <laughs> at the observatory. I
0: quit. Oh. I quit. <laughs> on,
1: We're looking yeah. for a new host to uh, round up the trio. Bass city's out.
0: <laughs> Bass city's <he's> done. <laughs> My heart can't take this shit, but like, but, so main, the main driver for this episode is actually, you know, going back to the plot here, boys. Um, is actually the astronomy club only has two members, really, uh, two and a half if you count um, Yui.
1: Yeah, Yui. The cat.
0: The cat. <laughs> I guess three and a half. Yeah, Cat's
1: well, Yui's not a member. She's an alumni. She's just more of like a mentor kind of thing. Well, I won't
0: forget we'll, about the cat. We'll go full yeah, three, we'll count the especially
1: cat. since it's number two.
0: Um, yeah. In the peck order there. But yeah, they, they have to find people to usher uh, people from around the surrounding area of the school to the, to the location where they're going to view, and they have to get people to post pictures. So they're looking for pretty much staff for the media viewing party, um, which I thought was cool. And um, also, McGeary's friends get a little bit involved. And I think the first one is. Uh, we get some, some, some racy things with the, the uh, girl and the art club. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that was getting kind of spicy. It was. Well, as spicy as 15-year-olds in a school building can get. That would have been pretty intense for me at 15. For
0: sure. <laughs> I remember so when we, uh, in, in, in high school, we had to go shirts, uh, skins and shirts for uh, basketball practice to tell who was on different teams. And we had to do that for the girls team. And, and people were blushing hard.
1: So Damn I can't imagine just
0: having somebody paint me with my shirt off when I'm 15.
1: Your, your school couldn't afford pennies, bro?
0: <laughs> Not for the basketball team. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you said to have to do that shit in soccer, too. It was brutal. Yeah. Shirts, skins, and shirts. Yup. Um, but yeah, so she ends up making their poster for them. And uh, Nakami first has to pose shirtless in front of uh, Nono as she draws him, but she gets a little too embarrassed to do it, which is believable. Um, but then there's a cool pose that they get into, uh, like they're dancing and about to kiss. They actually end up using that for their poster. Did you guys like the poster in the end?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how that didn't create an awkward moment between uh, uh, Magiri and Nakami, but oh, it
0: did. I really loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Did you see their faces, bro? They were like solid red.
2: I mean, how does how does their friends not ship them at this point? Because I mean, that's she made it look like that they would they was dancing, you know, act, doing a dancing pose, but she she made it seem like that they was about to kiss. And, oh, uh,
1: no pun intending, dude. Them getting shipped, that ship has sailed.
0: Oh yeah, they, well, I they, mean, for I her think friends, all of their friends so. have. I think all of their friends have already shipped them. And in the I last so? two, like, actually, find it.
1: I
2: know, I know, shipped. like. Yukigawa has, you know, but like all of her friends and the rest of the school, you know, I really think
1: Everybody, don't... everybody, but Kanakawa who is part of the main cast.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I she think is they so all ruthless.
0: know. Yeah, Kanakawa's well, too self-absorbed to notice anything. Everybody yeah, everybody in the positive.
2: school should uh, be shipping them now. After that picture, is all I'm saying. So. Oh,
0: everybody at the school knows now
1: for sure. Yeah, so. one thing I didn't really understand is like. It Was for a meteor viewing party or meteor shower viewing party, and the poster made it seem like it was for a dance class.
0: There were meteors in the background,
1: yeah, but nobody noticed the meteors. I think it was for a dance class. they trying to get well, spicy, get the kids in there, dog.
2: That, that goes back to saying, like, what would the first picture have done? Like, it was, it was
0: uh,
2: it was Nikami <laughs> with his shirt off. Like, what does that mean? It's just flexing
1: with a meteor
0: landing in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was just doing that for like because she was um.
1: Throwing, I thought she was doing both of them
2: for that. Yeah, I thought she was doing both of them for that. Yeah, I think what was she not. had to
1: draw a human figure, essentially, which is why they were drawing statues. Nakami. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, statues exactly. to start. And I think exactly. it was they had to draw a human. And well, you know, in an art class, you're just going to have bust everywhere of statues. Buster statues. I'm not talking about busty ladies, guys. I know this is anime, <laughs> but get your heads out of the gutter. Easy, boys.
0: Easy, easy.
1: But we see a bunch of other scenes of them recruiting people and um some Giri is like too embarrassed to ask her friends. So Nakami takes charge on this and he talks to Kanakawa and she's like, I'm friends in Nagiri, but fuck you, pretty much. And it was like, damn, this girl's heartless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, Nono is like, hey, actually just leave her alone. we know how to get her involved. Um, so everybody, the rest of the friend groups gets into it, and um Kanakawa gets the FOMO and starts actually helping out. Um, and they actually hold like a little meeting with all their little friends at the, uh, I guess like I guess you would call it like a bistro or a, a, um, a restaurant that Kanakawa's family owns. Yeah. And the parents actually tell her friends and Miss um, Kurashiki uh, about why Kanakawa is the way that she is. Um, after learning that she's always been the center of attention at the restaurant, did you guys like, did it make her a little less annoying to you guys? Or do you, under, do you understand her a little bit more? I mean, it I th-
2: don't make her less annoying, but it, it makes her character have a reason for being annoying. I guess you could say.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: Yeah. I think it was nice to give a little backstory.
0: Yeah. It, it made everything she did like at least make sense. Cause I thought she was just being uh, a bitch for no reason. Really?
2: Yeah, I thought Nakami was, like, gonna blow a gasket uh, after she refused the first time. Uh, he was close. <laughs> His first time I seen him, like, he actually pissed. pissed. He yeah, was like, he was.
1: why is Megiri friends with this asshole? And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch.
3: Yeah.
2: It, it, like I said, it just gives gives us a reason for her to be like that, but...
0: Yeah, and she uh, seemed very yeah. nice at the diner. Um, even though she was, you know, taking all the credit... For the food, but she was cooking it, so I'll give her that one. I'll give her a pass. Um, but we also see uh, Nakami helping out a softball player. Was that uh, Konami that she was that he was helping with the pitching? Yeah. Okay, it was. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because I thought her hair was hair was a little darker than what it normally is. It looked like it was black in the episode, so that threw me off a little bit. Uh, gotcha. One, she's a sorry ass pitcher, and mm-hmm. two. Why do you guys think they spent like five minutes of the episode showing this this pitching?
1: I think it's to kind of show that Nakami is getting ingrained in Magiri's friend group as well. And their friend groups are kind of combining. Because if he's willing to support her in that sense, and she's going to support them back, you know, it's kind of the intertwining of the two friend groups focused around them.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I thought they were just trying to show Nakami's like determination to make everything um, happen. That that too,
2: but... Uh like Dan was saying, it just shows that, uh, um, that Maca- Magari's friends are starting to accept him into their little group because that's what's going to have to happen uh, for them to be shipped completely, you know. In the future. Yeah, so, that's how that
0: always happens, even in real life.
3: Yeah.
1: Before we move on, there's one scene that we forgot to talk about that I'd like to talk about. And it's Go when it. they're talking about doing a training camp over oh, the this summer. Is very great. And yeah. like they invite Yui and Yui just gets us so red in the face and she's like, "I'm not going on that trip. You little horn dogs are going to be banging the whole time." And it was so <laughs> funny, just how like embarrassed Nakami was with it. He's like, "We're going to go take pictures." Like, oh no, romance is all good, but stay well, focused.
0: Yeah, she what called happened- him a philander- philanderer. I yeah. thought that shit was hilarious. He didn't even
1: know what it meant. I I had to Google it, dude. It's just another way to say womanizer. <laughs> yep.
2: Hey. I- What happened with the beach scene, bro? They was taking pictures, all right, but it was doing a little something on the side over there. A little nappy poo. Yeah,
0: they be sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. You guys want to get a
1: Demon Slayer? Hell yeah.
0: Um, I had one more question for you guys. Sure. Uh, I know we're a little over on time, but uh, Miss Kurashiki actually says during the episode, um, kind of while she was talking to Nakami, saying that people consider uh what people consider flaws are actually talents that they have yet to find a proper use for have you guys used that uh kind of mentality in your own life cuz i really did love that quote and i think it's very true and has been at least in my life
2: yeah uh my talent is being lazy and you know here i am on God a podcast for anime
1: that's that's, that's all it's good for is watching anime you got a job dude you're not full of otaku (laughs) you leave your house Uh, yeah i I think it's an interesting look at life though you know you see people and like you know you see like the very energetic kid and then they turn out being really good at something and they go into a thing where they can focus their energy on and they really excel so him and his tiresome personality as she called it you know Mm-hmm. It's kind of really growing and finding a place to be with this whole astronomy thing. So,
0: yes, you can't sleep during the night, so we'll take pictures. Yeah, I definitely use it in my own life. Uh, I, in 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 my line of profession, I don't like sitting behind desk. I get very, very, very sleepy behind desk. So I drive Damn. around and I, and I talk to people for work. So yep, I just resonated with it. Good stuff, boys. Yep.
3: righty. demon
2: slayer time, boys. Uh, damn on, this Does episode mean, is episode six? Just, and oh,
1: I thought you were after, doing Demon Slayer. I uh, got it. Okay, Demon Slayer episode <laughs> six, baby. Aren't you going to be a Hashira? <laughs> but ain't you no? Ain't you? Oh, we're getting the Southern Demon Slayer. Have you guys seen that TikToker? By the way, <laughs> no. Oh, I, I gotta TikTok. send it to you guys. I'll put it in the Discord. It's so funny. There's this guy. He made Redneck Demon Slayer. Oh, and he's no. sitting there with like a fake scar and his hat with like a camo or like a lumberjack hat. <laughs> it's really I funny.
2: I think yes, I have seen at least one, one of those. Also I'll send it to you guys.
1: It's great. But uh, <laughs> so after thinking they defeated Hon Tengu, the battle between the emotion demons, Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Genya. Oh, the battle between the emotion demons, Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Genya rages on. Yes. The hunt for the main body is on. And while this is happening, we let to get a little backstory on our boy Ganya here, and it fucking destroyed me.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, this is one of the more heartfelt moments of Demon Slayer, and there's a plenty of those. But yeah, uh...
1: but yeah. So the episode opens up with the emotion demons basically starting to regenerate. They're not dying, and they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, like, why isn't this happening? And they come to the realization that there has to be a host body or a main body because you know, Hontengu was the very sad distraught very awkward demon and he wasn't there so they realized there has to be another head they have to cut off and genya is still in full demon mode here looking fierce and he comes after tanjiro basically saying that like you can't kill the demon the only reason you're not a hashira is because you helped kill an upper-ranked demon like i need to become a hashira i'm gonna kill the upper-ranked demon and tanjiro would just like The nicest look on his face in the world and goes, that's great. You can do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can get the kill. I don't care.
0: (laughs) And then Ginyo is is, is like, uh, yeah, that's bullshit. And then he keeps looking at Tanjiro's eyes and he's like, wait, this guy's fucking serious, man. He's a good dude. So I think they're actually becoming friends. So Tanjiro, I think so. Tanjiro is going to whittle this man's wheel down, I think, over time. He's just a nice guy. You know, you ever meet somebody and, and it's like, that's just a nice guy. It's impossible not to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you ever meet somebody like that? I know a couple. Um, I will. I do want to say that I called this last episode. Mm, OK, I did say that there was going to be another main body uh, and that these dudes were not dead. Um, so, you know, well, I, I got was
1: going to l- go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, if the battle ended that fast, like, come on, man, this is Demon Slayer.
0: Hey man, they I'm always have it. an
1: ass pull for the bad guys in this one. Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: They got yeah, to keep it spicy.
2: It could have, it could have ended. Um, like I, was, like I was saying before, you know, we could have had another baddie come in. You know, uh, uh whatever the hell his name is, Kukashibo, or you know, somebody like that come in and uh, take their spots. But I'm glad nah, that we not see that happening yet. They're
1: so. they're gonna save Kukashibo for like the last big fight outside of Muzan I feel like I he's so, upper yeah. rank numero uno dude they're not bringing yeah. him in right now
2: or maybe Akaza Hell you know bring him back in Uh I, I don't know what's going to happen but uh yeah
0: yeah. we're still on upper rank number four I feel like they're going to go in, in in sequence according to that Um, at least for the most part
1: yeah because um, they have because they did six five yep, and four so they're definitely going to go in sequence I feel like yeah but for th- sure
0: thankfully th- uh, thankfully
2: for our boys uh, you know he's not dead yet and there will be no more demons joining as of right now so
1: i'm not gonna say thankfully for our boys here because now thankfully, that the thankfully for us yeah I was <laughs> <laughs> the emotion demons have seen what tanjiro can do now and he's like a step above the intel they had And Tanjiro is a fierce motherfucker, dude. Like when he's in a rough spot, he elevates. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the fact that he pulled off this move with Nezuko's fire last episode and his blade is still sitting there burning bright red is fucking nuts. Yeah. So he's
0: it has been cool, man. It's been so cool.
1: He's elevated to the next level already. And I mean, every time we see Tanjiro get into a fight, he just grows like five years of training in one fight, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's what the you know the the report that uh, Sakito was talking about the anger demon. Um, he's like, hey, you know, it says that this guy learns fast, but this is kind of ridiculous, guys. Um, so they were overwhelmed even with having that intel on Tanjiro, and even the fact that they have information specifically about him, I thought was a testament to how well he battles. Um, and I really think it's his mind that makes him special. Yes, he's determined. He's got a personal. Um, Issue to solve with Nezuko, but I mean, just, just the boy smarts to right in the heat of battle. Um,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, you see that right on full display in this episode. It's when the Karaku, there we go. I'm trying to figure out which demon is a witch because they all look the same. But the one with the giant fan, he blows Tanjiro out of the way basically, and Tanjiro grabs onto a tree to not fly away. And realizes that the fan blew away all the sulfur smell, smell from the hot springs. So now Tanjiro can pick up the scent of the main body they're looking for and basically uses his scent or his sense of smell to guide Genya to the main body while they hold off the other four motion demons.
0: Yeah, and Tanjiro lets him do that because he wants to become the Hashira. But do you guys think that Tanjiro should have been a little bit more selfish? in this situation and going after him since he has that sense of smell and wouldn't have to fight and, you know, no, orders at out. the same time, you know I, what I'm saying?
2: I really wouldn't call that selfishness. I think, uh, I think it would have been the best strategic move, um, for him to go after him because, okay. you know, but, uh, you know, Tandro is able to fight off the other demons and, and give out orders on, and sniff out where the fifth body is and give out orders to a moving uh, guinea at the same time and that just it's just crazy that he has the capacity to do all those things while in the middle of a intense battle against like you know three to four different uh demons so yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, and i think it's cool that like the the intel and then we've seen Tanjiro do this again and again that he can be present in the moment Anybody that's played like a a fast paced sport like basketball, football, soccer, you know, a lot of times after the game, you're not exactly sure. You can't remember Mm -hmm. every single little thing that happened. It's kind of like the, I guess I'm quote unquote, the fog of war, some people call it. Um, But when you're talking about combat sports, I did Taekwondo for like six years. Like that's what separates an average or below or a good uh, fighter or athlete from like the best while they're in the moment, they can analyze what's going on and pick apart their opponents. Uh, you see that with like LeBron, he has a great memory, Tiger Woods, um, all the great athletes, the, the, the Supreme athletes, I should say, have that ability. And it's cool to see that, that kind of pictured here in an anime.
2: I mean, that's what, that's what uh, blue lock did too. If, uh, uh Us- Usagi or Isagi or I think it's well, Isagi. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Blue lock did it.
0: Mhm. So. yeah that's a very important skill especially when you're when you're fighting uh to be able to sit there and analyze instead of just reacting um so i thought that was really cool
1: yeah i do think go ahead oh i was just i do think it was kind of dumb on tandro's part though because he didn't know if kenya had the capability to cut the head off an upper-ranked demon (laughs) and obviously we find out that he goes to slash little midget Tengen... Or, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Little, uh, little short guy ten ten Or Hatengu here. And... Wow. Um, he... Uh, his sword just breaks. Like, you need to have insane constant levels of concentration breathing to do this. And from what we're seeing, Genya can't use total concentration breathing because he never has in this fight. Yeah. So, like...
0: He actually said that during the episode um, when he was about to get killed by... Um... Uh, sakito he's like i can't you know i can't do the concentration breathing and i didn't know that Yeah, you know, i didn't notice that he hadn't really used any of those moves i just thought he didn't have, have the opportunity so that's why, why that he's got That's
1: sh- well he's got that shoddy bro that's why he's got the <laughs> blicky dude yes, and sir. Um, so like without the ability to do that you can't cut off an upper rank demon head so it was kind of a blunder on their part to send him to do it you know
0: yeah i, I think Tanjiro didn't know he couldn't do it either though that's true even even if Tandro did
2: know he couldn't do it, um, I think that he wanted to let Genya at least try to do it and figure out that he couldn't do it or something like that. He's that way just he could a good maybe. Guy. Yeah.
0: Just a great guy. But was <laughs> it the best strategic
2: move? I don't think so.
0: No, no, it was. It was <laughs> it was, was not. Pretty dumb in hindsight. Um, towards the end of the episode, it it seems like they switch up roles. Uh, Genya. Get saved by uh, Tanjiro, who's slicing these demons up like there's no tomorrow. Then there might not be if he doesn't, at least for Ginya. Um, because once he figures, uh, once uh, Ginya figures out he can't cut him, he kind of just falls to his knees. He's, he's stunned. And uh, Sakito comes up behind him and is about to absolutely drop him in his head, hit him in his head. And uh, Ginya's like, Yeah, I can't, I can't regen this. No, I can't regen my head. I can do everything else. Um, And then we cut to the flashback boys. That was nuts. Uh, Anybody want to kind of get into the plot on that one?
1: Yeah, I can. So basically we get a flashback to Genya in his childhood with his brother who is one of the Hashira. And it's him and his family. I think he had a total of six siblings. And he starts talking about his father and his father was abusive and his mother, who was a very very small in stature woman was a guy like a saint and protected so nice. them from her father worked from sun up to sun down. Like Ganya makes a remark that he never saw his mother sleep because she was working so hard to give them a good life. And um, there's a scene late at night where they're lying there and his mother hadn't come home yet. Their mother hadn't come home yet. And basically what's his brother's name again?
0: Sonnemi. Yeah. Soname. Sonnemi. Thank you.
1: So Saname, who is one of the Hashira, is like, I'm going to go look for mother. And all of a sudden, this beast, like you can tell it's a human, but they think it's a wolf. Starts just killing his entire family. And that's where Genya gets that big scar on his face is because it turns out his mother was turned into a demon. And just slaughters his entire family.
0: Right in front of him, too. He was holding his brother while, um, while he was killed. Um, and they don't, they didn't have a dad. So mom was, you know, one, one parent household keeping the whole boat af- uh, afloat with seven kids. Um, so, and they showed her in such a way that like, like you said, Dan, like she was like a saint, you know, she was, everybody loved her. She, little tiny lady, they even say, um, Ginyu says, I'm not even a big person. And I had outgrown her pretty early in my childhood. So that was tough to see somebody go from that, to, you know, coming back and pretty much destroying their whole family. And Sanami um, kind of takes on the role of kind of protecting what's left because him and his brother Ginya um, uh, made a, made a pact, I guess, earlier that day or the day before to protect, you know, the family at all costs. Um, so they, they chase her out into the street and, it, and Genya sees that Sanami had to kill, kill mom and he feels really bad that he called his brother a murderer, um, In reality, he was doing the right thing, and he knew that at the time, I believe, but he just couldn't accept what he had just saw. So that was that was tough to watch, you know. I mean, we've seen families get killed, Tanjiro's family get killed, but we didn't actually get to see what happened. I don't remember seeing what happened uh, to his family live, you know what I'm saying? So it was it was tough to actually watch something like this, and I didn't expect to get that after these really intense, you know, fight scenes that were heavy in a different way. how did that make y'all feel, man? Got I me in my feelings, bro. Single man tear dropped down my cheek.
1: <laughs> oh, it was it was absolutely tragic, man. I just felt for him so much at that point. And um, it really helped flesh out his character because he's a very aggressive crass person, and you know it's because it goes into it a little further that basically his brother doesn't accept him as a demon slayer. And to get his brother's respect again, that's why he wants to become a Hashira. And that just shows why he's so driven and aggressive as a person.
0: Yeah. yeah, He's trying to get his his brother back. And he kind of... Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I think that uh, his brother don't want him to be a Hashira level uh, or a Demon Slayer in the Demon Slayer corpse either because I don't think that he wants to lose him either. You know, I think he's just trying to protect uh you know guinea a little bit more uh but obviously guinea doesn't see it like that he just thinks that he doesn't he thinks he doesn't have what it takes and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah and I mean based on Saname's character too it doesn't come off that way at all. Because yeah. the dude is a no. the dude's an asshole. I mean if you guys go back to season two or season one where they have the Hashira summit to discuss what to do in Nezuko and it is he is like the one stabbing Nezuko's box and everything else, trying to kill her and see what Tondra will do when he attacks his sister and uh, provoke him. So he's definitely a really twisted guy, but I think deep down he has good intentions, you know?
0: Yeah, I think uh, having uh, to kill your own mom to protect your family would make you a crazy person, you know? And then have your brother
2: say he hates you and blah, 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 you know, right after having to do something like that.
0: Yeah, that probably make could a change your uh,
2: mentality. So, but I I liked it. Uh, I liked it in some ways that uh, Tandro and Genya they they kind of can relate to each other if they wanted to. Uh, both their families, you know, they had like a lot of siblings, and they both got killed by demons. You know, it was a little bit different, but still, um, that's that's uh, pretty similar backstories. Kinda, and they could actually relate and become, uh, help each other with it, I think, um, if they wanted to. So,
0: yeah, after seeing this, I really hope Genya is involved in the takedown of Muzan. This is some old bullshit.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, I think he definitely will be. Um, but after the flashback, we get back to the main story. And so Tandre protected Genya by slicing off Sakito's arm when he was about to stab him with his spear or his lightning staff. And the other motion demon, Aizetsu, who is Sorrow and has the Extendo Spear, comes in and he's about to put the hammer down on Tanjiro with this crazy spear move that's going to put 10 holes in him. And Tanjiro can't react fast enough and Genya jumps in front of him and takes the blow. And um, it, it was an incredible act on Genya's part i mean homie looked like literal swiss cheese oh yeah when it was done and he had like 15 holes in him, like you could see straight through his stomach straight through his chest straight through his arm like he was a mess
0: yeah i've seen swiss cheese with less holes than what he had in him (laughs) for sure that Um, that
1: grocery store brand
0: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough. that government swiss um But yeah, like I thought, that was a big moment for him. Um, he's he's obviously kind of worried about the rest of his team. I think he knows he can't survive without them at this point. Um, it's part of the reason he did it. But I think it's also him being a little altruistic in a in a sense. Um, but thank God, Homeboy can regenerate because I don't think he's gonna die from that. It might take him a while to get back in the fight, but I think he's gonna survive. Do you guys?
2: Oh, the only reason why he would die now is if for some reason Tandro doesn't um, kill the fifth. Uh... The little rat fast enough. Because if he don't kill him fast enough, obviously, you know, uh our boys, uh, you know, the demons is probably gonna be able to chop old Ginya's head off if it, they if they wanted to, so yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean the episode ends basically with a massive cliffhanger of Tanjiro about to cut off Hantengu's head. And it just flashes for the credits, and I was so annoyed. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, it, the episode was so good that, like, I didn't think it had been 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I thought it was about to go down, and then it was, like, credits. I was like, come on. But they're doing a good job with the season. It's been gas from the, from the onset this season. I've really been enjoying it. And we forgot to mention
2: that we actually seen um, uh, Tokyo. Um, I think for like two minutes in this episode, and he's still over there just like um, swimming around in this uh, water vase, and he still can't figure out how to get out. By the way, y'all. So
0: it's it's true. Yeah. To see what happens with that, yeah, but yeah, not too much happened with him in this episode. He just figured out he couldn't cut it. So I, I wonder what's about. gonna save him. You know, dude. Yeah. If they
1: do a big focus on that fight and don't give us the next part <laughs> of the Tanjiro fight, I'm gonna be so. <laughs> Well, annoyed.
2: That that was my next. Uh, that was my next uh, thing I was supposed to say was that. Um, the next episode we're definitely not seeing uh, Tanjiro cut a head off. We're seeing. Uh, we're seeing Mitsuri and Tokido. That's that's what we're seeing. So
1: probably.
2: Yeah. But GGS. But,
1: yeah. Well, Demon Slayer doing Demon Slayer things, but. <laughs> awesome. You guys have anything else for Demon Slayer?
2: I don't think so. Not me.
1: Well perfect boys. like we said uh earlier no one piece recap this week because we're getting a recap episode i'm sure it's really great i'm probably gonna watch it uh before next week's episode um but yeah pretty sure we're hanging out uh we are the anime degens as you've hopefully figured out at this point <laughs> <laughs> uh check us out on all our socials uh there's a link tree in the description of the podcast come join the discord hang out All right, guys, we'll catch you on Thursday for the Anime Degenerate Bullshit Podcast. Thanks, guys.
0: See ya (laughs) later.